If you're one of those people who have to deal with embarrassing sweat just about any time you get into a public situation, it really sucks. And uh, sometimes you just want to find a hole to jump into. These days, you can project confidence because you don't have to worry whether or not you're going to sweat through your shirt. Uh, I, I am not necessarily the driest person on the hottest days of the summer, especially in Texas. Sweatblock is the best sweat protection protocol on the market, and they are magic wipes, if you will. You apply them once, and they'll keep you sweat-free for days. For days. It is completely a different way of looking at hygiene and keeping yourself uh, clean and fresh and not sweating through your shirts. If you haven't tried Sweatblock yet, this message is for you. Your improved confidence comes with a discount. Use the promo code Beck at sweatblock.com. Sweatblock.com, save 20%. Sweatblock.com, promo code Beck, also on Amazon. entertainment and enlightenment this is the glenn back program welcome to the glenn back program there is a ton going on we can't seem to get any traction uh in the press on hunter biden and joe biden they testified yesterday that 7.5 million dollars just from burisma alone went to Hunter Biden and his family members and his sh- the shell corporations. Nobody seems to care about any of this, and yet Donald Trump is, is possibly going to jail? Is that even true? Possibly being indict- indicted again and going to jail. Meanwhile, over election fraud, no. Biden charging election fraud, that gets some attention. And they have sent 70 and 80 year olds on their way to prison for something that I think the Democrats were saying they were going to do if Trump did win the election. It, I don't understand today's judicial system at all. It, it just seems to be what side are you on? Okay, bad or good. But Alan Dershowitz will be here to tell us what's what he thinks is going on and how things should work out. He's the author of Get Trump, Alan Dershowitz, in 60 seconds. I'm going to go out on a limb here and make a bold statement. It shouldn't cost you an arm and a leg every time you want to throw some steaks on the grill. But that is what's happening, and it's going to get more and more expensive. And when you do have to pay for a good steak, it should be a good steak. It should be a steak that's coming right here in the United States of America. But our farmers and ranchers, they're working hard for your business. They're the backbone of the American economy today, but they are being thwarted every single way. When you go into the market and you see a little uh, product of the USA flag on grass-fed beef, 
I can guarantee you that there is a 15% chance that that means that beef came from the United States. 85% of it is from a foreign country. Don't ask me. It's just all games. You want to support the American farmer and the American rancher? There's one way to do it. Go to GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK. You'll get $30 off any box. With Good Ranchers, you're getting American locally sourced meat. You're putting it on your grill and then on your plate. It's delicious and you'll lock in your price. So whatever you're paying for your meat today with Good Ranchers, you'll be paying the same price a year from now. Nobody else will give that to you. Good Ranchers. GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK and save $30. GoodRanchers.com. Mr. Alan Dershowitz, welcome to the program. I, I don't even know where to begin, uh, but since you wrote the, uh, the book, Get Trump, let's start with them getting Trump. What is happening? Well, before we get to Get Trump, I want to just say one word of commendation about the president of Israel, Isaac Herzog, who made one of the most brilliant speeches in front of a joint session of Congress yesterday with uh, bigoted, racist um, anti-Semites like Bernie Sanders, a Jewish anti-Semite, walking out of his speech, uh, AOC walking out of his speech, uh, five or six Democrats who would come to hear Castro, who would come to hear Pol Pot, who would come to hear, you know, any, any, any dictator on the left refused to listen to the great president of Israel. I commended him as soon as his speech wow. was over. He wrote me a lovely note wow. back. Uh, so I just want your audience to know that not all, not all members of Congress are decent people. Uh, these folks that wouldn't listen to uh, our closest ally uh, and who don't believe in the right of the nation state of Israel to exist as a Jewish state uh, are a shame and a scandal to America. And Herzog, who went to high school in America, and whose father was the president of Israel, whose grandfather was the chief rabbi of Israel, is really just a great person. I hope people watch his speech. You can get it on YouTube. And now to Donald Trump. Wait, 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 wait. Before you go there, sure. Alan, bef- uh, before we go there, I would like to have you back on uh, at an, on another time because I'm so packed up today. But um, I'd like to have you on another time to explain what the heck is happening with the Supreme Court over there. I don't think most people even understand and they don't know. Well, know they don't know well. what the good guy and bad guy is. Well, there are no good guys and bad guys. There's just a dispute that's going on that's reasonable, very similar to the dispute in the United States when Democrats want to pack the court. I'm a real expert on that, and I've been advising the president of Israel, prime minister of Israel, and others on this issue. So I would be thrilled to come back and explain to the American public exactly what's at stake. Okay. Good. Okay. So let's talk about Get Trump and what is happening. Is there a chance he goes to jail on this? Yeah, sure. There's a chance he gets sentenced to prison. It would be for law. It would be in a long time. I mean, the worst case scenario for Trump is he gets tried just before the election. If he's tried in the District of Columbia, the reason he was so anxious to get him in the District of Columbia, he has a jury pool that voted against him 91 percent. And many judges who have already expressed views very strong against Trump. So if, if he gets to be prosecuted in the District of Columbia, even if he's totally innocent, juries in the District of Columbia will indict a ham sandwich, will convict a ham sandwich if his, if his, mm. his name is Trump. So there is a chance he could get convicted, although the case against him, I haven't seen the indictment, but based on press reports, seems extremely stressed and, and uh, stretched and weak, as does the case in New York. 
The Florida case is the only one that has some legs, but that would, you know, be a minor, it'd be, you know, a paper case. Well, he mishandled some documents. Uh, so I don't think he's going to prison on Florida or New York, but he could be sentenced to prison in Washington, D.C. And then the question is, does he win the election? If he wins the election, he can't, uh, I think the law would be clear. He has to serve his term uh, as president, and then you could have all kinds of debates about whether he should uh, go to go to prison or not. Uh, but if he loses the election and loses the trial, it's certainly possible he could end up in prison for a couple of years. That, that's within the realm of possibility. That's Let insanity. me tell you harder. He cannot get the right lawyers to defend them. Why? Because there's a, mm-hmm. there's a fascist organization called uh, 65 Project, a group of radical left lawyers who have pledged to go after the bar uh, licenses of any lawyer who defends Trump. They're going after me. Um, I defended Trump. And I defended the correct uh, approach to election machines uh, and vote counting. And they, are, they filed a bar complaint against me. And when you file a bar complaint against me, uh, a law professor of 50 years who never did anything wrong, the message it sends to other lawyers is don't go near Donald Trump. Don't defend him. And I got a call yesterday from a lawyer who's trying to put together a team for Donald Trump to defend him in D.C. Nobody, no good lawyer, really great lawyers prepared to take the risk of getting disbarred. This is a fascist okay, so- approach to, uh, uh, to McCarthyism and, and the lack of due process and, and adequate representation. So how do we stop that, Alan? Because I, I know that I've had a, a great set of attorneys that I'd worked for, for work with for years that dropped me as a client because I was too controversial. And I'm like, you're, free, you're my freedom of speech lawyers. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah. And how do you get a great lawyer? What do we do to, is there any legal way to, yeah. Yeah. to stop but these people? It's expensive. You know, they have a tremendous amount of money behind them, whether it's George Soros's money. I don't know. But they have unlimited resources. And people who are fighting for the Sixth Amendment to the Constitution, the right to counsel, the First Amendment free speech aren't funding it. Uh, We should be organizing an organization, bipartisan, nonpartisan, an organization of people who love the Constitution to go after the 65 Project and go after these uh, lawyers who are trying to prevent Donald Trump and others from, from, getting, from getting lawyers. Look, I won't be cowed. Uh, I'm too old for that. I'm going to be 85 in a month. I'm not going to be cowed by a bunch of radical left-wing lawyers. Uh, but, you know, a 45-year-old lawyer with a family to support is not going to take on Donald Trump's case if he knows he might lose his bar license. So we have to fight back. And you can start uh, organizing that campaign to fight back. We need people who love the Constitution, whether they're right, left, or center, to fight back against this McCarthyite unconstitutional attack on lawyers who want to defend controversial uh, defenders. Look, I didn't vote for Donald Trump. I defended him because his impeachment was unconstitutional. Um, And I think today some of the charges against him are unconstitutional. I don't care whether he's a Democrat or Republican. I only care about the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. So, Alan, you tell me, you find a group or you put a group together, and I'll help finance. I mean, and I think a lot of people in the audience will do the same thing. And it's, you're right, it shouldn't be partisan, but it, it might end up being because it seems there's too many people that are too afraid, uh, even of their own side, 
to actually get involved and it's shameful just shameful oh, there's no doubt about that what what people on martha's vineyard for example did to my wife and my family when i defended trump these are people who i've helped for years i've been living on the vineyard for 53 years and uh once i defended trump um i was denied the right to speak in the library i was denied the right to speak in the community center in the book fair um my wife was attacked the restaurant we go to was told if you dare to serve the dershowitzes we'll never come there again I mean, it's pure McCarthyism, McCarthyism. There's a new movie out called Oppenheimer. I haven't seen it, but I read the book. Um, And it's about what happened in the 1960s and 50s when I was a college student. We don't want to ever see a recurrence of that. We want to see the Constitution alive and well and thriving, whether you're right, left or center. So can you talk to us a little bit about what's happening with the Hunter Biden case yesterday? Um, This is this is phenomenal that we have two really credible one, a Democrat whistleblowers, very high up in the IRS talking about how they were obstructed on this and that even the the uh, Secret Service alerted hunter biden before and made sure that he wasn't available and then on top of that that the transition team was briefed by the doj that's no what it's a a terrible attack on our legal system look hunter biden was lucky he got a very very good lawyer abby lowell is a great lawyer and he defended him and got him a good deal i don't know if the judge is going to allow the deal to go through in light of all this uh, there has to be a special counsel appointed. Why? Because we now know that the U.S. attorney in um, Delaware, who was essentially appointed by Democrats, although he nominally was appointed by um, by Trump, uh, the recommendation came from the two Democratic senators. Um, that is not what matters. What matters is he was told he had complete jurisdiction to follow the money and follow the crimes to the District of Columbia and to California when he tried to do it, according to reports he was stymied so we have to have a special prosecutor who has universal jurisdiction can follow the money to ukraine can follow the money to china no restrictions Mm -hmm. on his jurisdiction and see what the truth is remember a whistleblower i'm so proud of whistleblowers that come forward and there ought to be more but being a little whistleblower doesn't guarantee that you have complete credibility so we have to check everything that was said yesterday but if it turns out to be true there's more than probable cause to appoint a special prosecutor to look in but depth we, into this case rather than the current situation. Yeah. Can we trust a special counsel at this at this time? I mean, how many have we had? And uh, I mean, well, they just go on and on and on. And well, some have done good jobs. Um, uh, you know, the, the the Whitewater Council against Clinton, and then the and then Starr. Uh, they were very aggressive, and they pursued it to to impeachment, which failed, but impeachment. The right person, it's all about the right person. Archibald Cox was the right person. I could give you a list of 10 people, uh, former judges, uh, people who are Republicans. Uh, give you two examples off the top of my head. Mike Mukasey, the former Attorney General of the United States under Bush, he would be a perfect special counsel. Louis Free, the former head of the FBI, uh, again, a Republican, but a moderate, a former judge, both of them former judges. They would be extraordinary. These people have great reputations, and they'll never allow their reputations to be sullied, and they will never take orders from Garland. They would never take orders from Bush. They would never take orders from anybody. They would do their job, and they could do it well. 
And they're at the end of their careers. They don't have to worry about whether or not they're going to get another job later. We could see real justice done if people like that were appointed to get to the bottom of this. I don't know whether it's true or not, but if it's true, it is devastating. And who appoints that special counsel? What are we waiting for? Well, the appointment comes from Garland, but it has to come with a lot of political pressure uh, from the House of Representatives, uh, from um, other people, from the public. And, and, and he, sh- he, he should make an appointment, and he should appoint somebody who is beyond reproach, somebody who everybody, the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times, CNN and Fox and MS. NBC and uh, Newsmax all agree this is the guy, this is the woman, this is the person who can get to the bottom of this. Without that, so, America's faith in the legal system is diminishing. So I have to tell you, I'm listening to this podcast, I'm driving in my car, and I'm thinking, well, okay, well, that's not going to happen. I mean, I think people, they say they don't care anymore. It's not that they don't care. It's that they don't think anything's going to happen. If we are reliant on a guy who, quite honestly, Merrick Garland, who I think should, should, it should at least be considered that he faces an impeachment. Um, If you expect him to to, uh, appoint somebody that the world is going to trust, we're living in fantasy land. Well, that may be the case. What's what's the alternative? Look, Merrick Garland could have been on the Supreme Court. Um, he it ends up he may not be the right man for the job he has now. Um, but um, uh, but he's a man. Uh, he, he he can't be impeached, by the way, because he hasn't committed any crimes. To be impeached, it has to be treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Um, just having a, a maladministration or malpractice. The framers of the Constitution rejected that, so I don't agree. But lying? Lying to Congress? Well, uh, that would be an impeachable offense, obviously, if it were perjury. Okay. Um, My my understanding is that the allegations that he lied were mostly in media discussions, but you have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he actually knowingly lied, not that he made a mistake. But put that aside. Uh, If the public pressure is enough, look, there's another alternative. And that is uh, voting for third-party candidates. We're now seeing this new uh, group emerging um, uh, called uh, No Labels with uh, um, uh, Joe Mm -hmm. Lieberman and Manchin and others who are thinking about saying to the American public, look, you don't have to choose between Biden and Trump. Here's here's the third alternative of moderate, middle, centrist people who can give you uh, a third alternative. Uh, Having that a strong option puts a tremendous amount of pressure on the attorney general, on the president to do the right thing. Maybe it won't succeed, Alan, but your guy driving the car has a point. Um, you know, it's, it's unlikely. Any of these things are unlikely to happen. Alan Dershowitz, the author of Get Trump and the, uh, the uh, host of the podcast, The Dersh Show. Thank you, Alan. We'll talk again. My pleasure. Thank you. Second Amendment exists for a very good reason. It is your right to protect your own freedom and safety and your responsibility to protect your families. And if you own guns, you need to be proficient. That is another responsibility. But going to the gun range, getting instruction, dropping a ton of money every time you want to buy ammo. These things can throw a monkey wrench into the plans to maintain your ability to shoot consistently and well. 
This is why you need the Mantis X. Uh, I went shooting just the other day. I hadn't shot my gun with ammo in it for, oh gosh, year and a half at least. Um, out of the 18 shots I took, I hit 16 um, with my handgun. That shouldn't have happened. The only reason it happened is because I kept my skills up by using Mantis X. You can use it with your smartphone or your tablet via Bluetooth. When you're firing actual rounds or dry firing, it'll give you instant feedback on what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong and how to correct it. 94% of the shooters improve within 20 minutes using Mantis X. Used by the military, used by uh, the U.S. Marines. Start improving today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. 10 seconds, station ID. All right, so Stu, did did we decide whether or not the the digital version of Dark Future is finally up or not? Uh, my, see that? Uh, my understanding is the audiobook is not the Kindle is. That's where I believe okay. the state right. of affairs is at this time. We like to we like to just roll things out uh, smoothly here at the Glenn Beck program. Uh, it is still being checked the audiobook, I guess, by Amazon because. You know, we're not a trusted source that have sold millions of books and audiobooks through Amazon. You know, anything could happen. All of a sudden, this one could be a little spotty or sketchy, you know, technologically speaking. So they've only had it for a few weeks. What do you expect them to do? Really? Uh, the audiobook will be coming out very soon on Amazon, or I'm going to find another way to release the audiobook. And don't think I haven't contacted my CEO and asked him to start working on that right now. Um, the audiobook is available, by the way, New York Times. Uh, we were legitimately number two behind a K pop. Uh, book something sold a bazillion books to kids i guess so we were number two um but uh, the new york times put us at number 12 uh this time so congratulations on that i wear it as a badge of honor really uh the name of the book is dark future you can grab a hardbound or the kindle is available today who knows maybe the audiobook will come out soon sometime thank you amazon it's available now dark future. The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. American Financing uh, wants you to know that even though the Fed paused their continuing rate hikes back in June, Jerome Powell has indicated there'll probably be another rate hike this month. And you know as well as I do, that's gonna make your credit card debt more expensive. You'd need to get out from that credit card debt, if at all possible. So, there's one thing you might want to consider, and I want you to do your homework on it, because it's not right for everybody. But American Financing specializes in helping people just like you get out from under their high interest debts and find some freedom and some breathing room. They are a family-owned mortgage company, and they're saving people just like you an average of $700 a month. So let them do a free mortgage review. See if they can show you some ways where you could be saving and how much you could be saving. 
get out from underneath that high interest debt. Close in as little uh, as uh, 10 days and possibly delay up to two mortgage payments with American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. And it's blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is SUMMIT. You can still save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Uh, let me go to uh, Carol Roth. Hello, Carol. How are you? Hey, good morning, Glenn. How are you? Very good. Is your audio book available yet? Yes. In fact, I've got people on Twitter yeah. listening to my audio book yeah. and saying, Glenn, where is your audio book? I don't know. You would have to ask Amazon that question. Uh, <laughs> we couldn't get our audio book up uh, for some reason. Oh, it's uh, strange, isn't it? Uh, so, well, you know, uh, I will tell you, the, well, it's, it's, not, it's not strange because they actually wouldn't release the people who did the early reviews for my book either. What, 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 really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, wow. it's a big, big head scratcher there. Yeah, I know that we have violated all kinds of rules by even having uh, the Great Reset on the cover of the book. That's a, a verboten uh, phrase that you're just not supposed to say, uh, but it's the truth, and uh, we'll take on the World Economic Forum, but uh, they're not making it easy. Uh, if, you, if you haven't had the uh, chance to get the book, Dark Future, uh, hurry uh, you can do that at, uh, you can find it at, at uh, glensnewbook.com. Also, Carol Roth just put her new book out, and it's You'll Own Nothing. And I wanted to have her on today. By the way, it's a great companion book. These two go together really, really well. Um, I, I wanted to talk to you and pick it up where we were uh, the other day, and that is Renting the American Dream. And talking about how uh, the American Dream is not a house, but that's how we describe it. And we describe it as such is because that is the one thing that grows wealth. You know, you always hear, my mom and dad bought this house for, you know, 1965 for $5,000, and now it's worth a million. Um, it, is, it is something that allows you to grow wealth. And if you can't grow your wealth in something like that, uh, then you you lose the American dream, which is to be able to chart your own course, especially if you are renting and you're not renting from a neighbor. You're renting from a corporate entity. This is just disgusting what is happening. Can you explain a little bit more? Yeah, so this is um, really something that the corporations coming in and competing with individuals for single-family homes, which, as you mentioned, is the largest driver of wealth on household balance sheets across the U.S. This is something that didn't happen before 2010. So after all of the ridiculous policies that came out of the Great Recession financial crisis that bailed out Wall Street and you know caused almost six million Americans their homes via foreclosure or short sale. They did not get a, the bailout. Um, you know there was all of this supply in the markets of really cheap homes, 
At the same time, the Fed decided they were going to give a gift to Wall Street, and that was going to be abundant cheap capital through their policy of artificially in, uh, suppressing interest rates and printing a lot of money. And it was to the point that what we call there was almost free money, <laughs> that they had had negative real interest rates, that basically the interest rates that they had on the loan were actually lower than inflation was at that point in time. So when Wall Street had access to all of this money, it started to invest in various assets and inflate those. It, for some, some reason, that never counts as real inflation um, because it benefits the, you know, the wealthy and the well-connected when those asset prices go up. And then they ran out of places on a sort of a risk-reward basis that they felt they could put the capital. So in 2010, you started getting corporations competing with individuals to buy homes. It did not meaningfully exist prior to then, to the point that we now have more than one in every five homes as of the end of last year that was purchased by a corporation. And these corporations are not looking to make them better and, and you know, get them back to you so you can have that wealth creation opportunity. They are looking to rent you the American dream. They want to take that wealth that you would have created for your family, for your legacy, and they want to transfer that to Wall Street. And so one of the things I did in the book, Glenn, you know, I, I like to let everybody speak for themselves. So I went to their financial statements and, I, 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 and their financial filings, the 10Ks, the annual reports, and I just reprinted what they said. And they said they are specifically targeting the middle class because those are the ones who have the jobs, who can you know, go out and earn money and basically give that wealth over to Wall Street, and that this is a, a golden opportunity for this new ac uh, asset class. And so really, the implications of you owning nothing in terms of not being able to own a house, which, by the way, is also influenced not just by this policy, but by uh, additional government regulations at the federal, state, and local level, uh, the disruption of labor in, in the labor market means that you don't that you're not able to generate this wealth it also has social credit implications as you know we talk about um you know on this program i talk about in you own nothing you reference in dark future think about if you don't own your home and now you have to rent that from one of these corporations which by the way happens to be backed by all of the you know big financial companies that are pushing things like esg and whatnot you know, what happens if you say something that they don't like on social media? Do you then lose access to your home just like you've lost access perhaps to the Twitter platform or to, you know, some other social media platform or to, you know, one of these online payment systems? It really puts much more at risk for your future. Uh, and that's happening already. I mean, you try to get my kids into certain schools uh, just because you're white. Try to get your kid in a certain school. We're already doing this. Uh, we're just not doing it system uh, systemically throughout uh, organized throughout uh, all of society. But that is coming. They're also the IRS is also going after your inheritance. And this is really so nefarious. I have spent my life making money and the money that I, I want to keep it to pass on to my kids. I'm doing it through my ranch and we have been building and taking care of this property. And really, I mean, we're really, really look at this land as sacred and 
my kids, I have to put enough money away so my kids will be able to pay the taxes on the land, et cetera, et cetera, because you don't honestly ever own anything. They can take it from you at any time. But when I die, if I haven't, you know, done the, you know, the legal loopholes with all the attorneys and and only the rich can really do things like this. My kids will lose the where they will have to sell the ranch for the taxes. And that's obscene. And what happens is when they take it for the taxes, the government takes all of the money for the taxes and then they sell the farm to probably some corporate entity to get it out of the hands again of, you know, the average person there. This is this is stripping the American dream and just putting it into the water like chum. It's true. And there's another thing that I talk about. I have a chapter on the, the upcoming wealth heist that relates to this. So you talk about, you know, your farm is being you know, something that you want to, your ranch is something you want to be uh, passing down. There is an estimated $84.4 trillion in wealth that is set to turn over via inheritances in the next 23 years. It's a staggering right. amount of money. And that's not from billionaires. That is from, you know, m- mostly from, from middle class Americans that have worked hard and put away something. And so what what are we hearing out there? We're hearing things like, oh, Janet Yellen, she wants to, to go after unrealized capital gains, which are these weasel words that basically say, we're going to tell you what your stuff is worth on paper. You haven't realized the income from it, but we're going to tax you on that. So think about the implications. Your parents bought a house in 1970, and then all of a sudden, one day they wake up and, and someone looks on Zillow and decides that it's worth $2 million, and now your parents owe taxes on $1.9 million. I mean, where, where are they getting That's that, crazy. Right? They're not. They're, of course they're not going to do that. So what are they trying to do here? They're trying to trick people and say, no, we just want this for the billionaires and the ultra-wealthy because it's not fair. But that's not the bulk of that $84.4 trillion that's set to pass down. So they're trying to get wealth taxes and they're trying to get inheritance taxes increased with the carrot that they're going after the ultra-wealthy so that you seed the principle. They want you to say there are no property rights and this is okay to do, and the second you do that, that means that it's not just for the billionaires, it's for you, and there's so much wealth that, by the way, we've, you know, we've got $32 trillion plus and growing in national debt. We also have more than $129 trillion in unfunded liabilities and promises that, of course, they're not going to walk back. So wouldn't that $84.4 trillion of your wealth go a long way to helping maintain their power and control. So one of the things I did in the book is I got an estate planning attorney (laughs) and chapter 11, we have all of these ways that you can fight back. And one of the things he says is you have to go to an estate planner and you have to do like you did, Glenn, and get a trust put in place. Uh, It sounds like it's just for the wealthy, but you can do it even if you're the average American right on Main Street. We can't guarantee that there will be a grandfathering, but the reality is we know that the wealthiest people are going to be protected. So you need to start doing the things that they're doing to make sure that when they come in and they change the rules, you're protected. 
Yes, exactly right. And it's, you know, it's not cheap to put a trust uh, together, but it is also not, it's not something to just for the wealthy. And uh, I, I'm telling you, they're going to come, they're going to come for all that you have every way they have. And uh, you're exactly right. You've got to start doing what the wealthy are doing. And thank you for doing all the work. I, I, I want to have you back maybe next week and talk about something else you talk about in the book, which is uh, the water rights that are being bought up uh, by the elites, including places like Harvard, uh, buying up all kinds of water rights. We'll talk about that next week. The name of the book is You Will Own Nothing. It is a great book by Carol Roth. Uh, she's a former investment banker that is, you know, she sobered up and she started caring about, you know, Main Street. Um, and, uh, and she wrote the book You Will Own Nothing, which is a great companion book to Dark Future. Carol Roth, thank you so much. Thanks for joining the counter-revolution movement, Glenn. we got to get everyone in it. You got it. Far too much negativity out there right now. So let me give you something positive to thinking, uh, think about. If they want you to own nothing, you need to own something. And buying and selling a home may be a hassle. Um, and if you're going to do one or both, you might feel like it's a huge mountain of responsibility resting firmly on your shoulders. <sighs> Make a mistake. It could cost you big time. Here's the deal. Get a real estate agent that you can trust. Don't roll the dice. What I, what I have put out is realestateagentsitrust.com. That's a service that will pair you with not just a good agent, but the people we think are the best real estate agents in your area. Somebody who is a team builder, who will get the job done and done right, who will take that mountain of stress off your shoulders. It's real estate agents I trust, my company, and they're there for you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Uh, I'm just sitting here looking outside of my uh, broadcast studio. I have to tweet a picture of this. And some of the best artists in the in the world are here. Uh, we've got a couple of people from uh, India. We have people from all over the country. It's kind of like a little Taos that's happening here. Uh, and every year I host these artists to come out and they paint and share stories and uh, learn from each other and learn to tell stories. It's 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 more of a symposium than a, a workshop, really. These guys are just some of the best, and uh, and they learn how to tell stories. And uh, today I'm supposed to speak to them, and I'm like, I don't really have anything to say to these guys. There, I mean, it's it's Josh Clare and and Jeremy Lipking and adrian stein and just some unbelievable artists um, but it is an honor to have him here and host him here at the standing rock ranch uh even though it's yesterday i i put an instagram out and i don't know what kind of floodwaters i i i opened uh but uh i was so frustrated my wife and i we're on our way uh, back to the ranch. And we've been working on this ranch for I don't know how long and living in the dust. And uh, our 
landscaper just flaked. I, I don't I don't even understand this. I don't understand how people are just like, yeah, I don't need the work. Or, yeah, I work, but I don't want to work too hard. It is honestly like roulette. You just spin the wheel and see which contractor shows up, which one's going to do the work, which one's not. And if somebody, God forbid, forgets something, there'd be eight people on the crew. Oh, you know what? I forgot my hammer. I got to go and get it. And then all the other people just seem to like, well, we can't work without Bill. I mean, we'll just stand here and wait for Bill to come back. It is crazy. We really are at that point where you get like all you need to do is show up and you're better than 94% of your competition. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I mean, I have all this landscaping to do and I live out in the middle of nowhere. So there's like there's I don't know. There's one person that we found that can do it. And they're like, yeah, I'm not going to answer my phone for like two months. Uh, oh, OK. And uh, the guy who's in charge of the the whole build, he said, uh, well, it looks like we're going to have to wait until next summer to landscape. And I'm like, no, no, I'll dig it out with my hands if I have to. Uh, but I don't, I don't know what to do. I mean, you're pretty skilled. I mean, Why don't you it, just paint some flowers? You know, what do you need done? You know, just just. Uh, I'm down to that. If it wouldn't turn to dust, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am so willing. Did I tell you my wife, uh, this is a few months ago, we had these like flower pots outside and I just came back and there's beautiful flowers in there. I'm like, wow, those are great. Do we, I mean, how much do we have to pay for that? What do they, what, what did that cost? She's like, oh no, they're yeah. just from Amazon. They're just plastic. I went out there, they're just plastic. They just look like really good flowers. Like, they, we are getting to the point where, screw these living things. Give me the plastic. You never have to do anything. They just live forever. Sort of. In a way. Now you are giving me you are giving me some ideas. And you're also giving you're also giving Hunter Biden some ideas. Wait a minute. <laughs> Who cares about the living? Just get plastic. <laughs> the Glenn Beck Program.